computers now have primary control of critical vehicle functions. Welcome to the IBM Keep It Simple Technology Podcast, where each episode we discuss technology but in a simple way. We keep the explanation simple, but what we spend our time on is emphasizing what this technology means to you and how you can best utilize this technology for you and your business. Welcome to the IBM Keep It Simple Technology Podcast. I'm your host, Thomas Inglero. Another great episode and another great well, CEO, this is going to be another special episode, but this is a little different. This is a little special because um, today we have, um, he's Norway famous, and I'm making a prediction right now. I'm going to roll my money in Vegas, and I'm going to say he's going to be world famous real soon. <laughs> we have the CEO of Ogda Energy, Stefan Stevenson. Stefan, uh, I have to just leak some information out there for, for all of you. He's a real person, by the way. As most of these great uh, CEOs we have on this podcast, he's a papa of uh, three teenagers. Good luck, Stefan, with that. (laughs) And he has a dog. And like every other Norwegian, he skis. I wonder if he started skiing at two and three like everybody else. Stefan, how are you? And good morning. Thank you so much for that introduction, Thomas. I am, I would say, very good. Look out the window here in the south of Norway, and it's uh, it's a bit cloudy today, but... uh, I feel good, in, even if we are in a very special situation. I'm, I'm happy with life, I have to say that. And, and that's where we're going to start. Um, you, and so, most, so many people out there maybe not don't know what uh, Agda Energy is. So if you could just give them a very high level, uh, what is Agda Energy? And then most importantly, the reflection is this. Why is the CEO of Agda Energy so happy during these tough times? But please tell them who is Agda Energy? Yeah, for those not so familiar with Agdanagi, we are we are leading Norwegian energy group uh, only within renewables. Uh, we produce, distribute, and have energy sales among the biggest in in the Nordic market, and we have business in the Nordic region as well as Germ- Germany. And uh, hydropower is kind of the main core uh, where we are one of the largest producers of clean renewable power here in Norway. So that's that's us. And now you have to do some bragging. Look, I'm American and you're Norwegian. I have to teach you how to brag. <laughs> <laughs> you you made an incredible decision to invest in um, a gigafactory here in Norway. Why don't you express and brag about that? <laughs> well, I think what, what we saw was that we are in a very special situation here in Norway. We are among the only countries in the world where we have more renewable energy than what we can use. Uh, at the same time, we have been the uh, the pilot area for for Teslas and infrastructure for EVs and stuff like that. So we thought that uh, this would be the perfect perfect place to set up a gigafactory for producing batteries, uh, and that's why we actually launched uh, that initiative. Uh, and we are very happy that we we also got one of the Norwegian capitalists, Bjorn Rune Jelsten, into that. Uh, into that company, and we are now trying to find the best location here in the south of Norway to big to build um, a gigafactory for batteries in Norway. And and so <clears throat> the picture I hope everybody has with Stefan's introduction is that uh, Agda Energy, as he said, has excess amount of energy. Their future, they're not worrying about it. 
Stefan is in a good mood <laughs> and he's a visionary in making a decision about building a gigafactory in Norway. Stefan, here we go. How today with COVID, with all of the disruption happening, um, we just 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 finished a massive elections in the U.S., which wasn't very good for anybody. We won't touch that on this discussion. <laughs> um, but there's confusion everywhere. But you have this extremely positive outlook. So what I want to do and I want you to share with other leaders around the world is when you look at your own people, how do you motivate your own people? What is the messages you give to your management team, to your uh, janitor? How do you keep Ogden Energy focused and so positive going forward and keep it as a visionary company? I have to say that it's, it's, a, it's a challenge because at the same time as we are a fully renewable group, we are also hit with what I call kind of the perfect storm because we, as everyone else, we, we met the COVID and uh, together with that, we've actually had the low, lowest power prices ever in the Nordic market for the last six months. But on top of that, with climate change uh, as the key driver for new business development, the fact that renewable energy is our business, that is a source of motivation. It's a source of motivation, just not just for me, but for the entire staff and for everyone working here, that we have uh, a possibility to, to provide clean energy and, and do that to a society that depends on us. Um, and therefore utilizing and developing new technology, new business opportunities on top of the competencies that we have, we see that as really future proof. I think uh, the business that we have is future proof. So it's now it's up to us to, to look for uh, the development areas where we can use the, the competencies and the technology and everything that we have. Uh, but at the same time, uh, have the other foot on the brakes to to make sure that we are efficient also in all our operations. That's a that's a tough actually a management task, but I I feel very motivated about that, and I think that that duality also is um, it creates also energy, even if it's of course tough for for both some of our employees and also of course in this situation for the society we we. Um, we, we need to play that part, but, but being the ones who distribute energy uh, and giving energy to all the home offices and the hospitals and, uh, and well, the important yeah. infrastructure, that motivates yeah. us. How, what percentage, most energy companies pollute the planet because they use coal or oil. What percentage of your power is produced through re renewable? A hundred percent. And specific, what, which renewable, how do you produce your power? We produce uh, mainly uh, in our in our group. We produce mainly hydropower, but we are also having um, district heating in our portfolio, and we are helping others, uh, both in the Nordics and in Germany, to produce wind and solar. But we we are not a big asset player in that areas. But we we manage very big volumes, wind and solar as well. I want to make sure because I think I don't think people understand that, but now I think they understand that. And I think most people, their brains are spinning right now saying this is an interesting company. You know, as I listen to you, you are you have the possibility to create a massive ecosystem around you. 
you have uh, unlimited power being produced by God, the planet, right? Um, going forward, you will have revenue and generating revenue. And therefore, you're at the center of the hub where other companies can approach you. And before we went live on the air, you were mentioning how you're partnering with several big companies around the world. And the other day I was in IKEA. So when you said the name, you're partnering with IKEA, <laughs> it, it stuck on me. Um, how can, why did other companies come to you? And, and how can other companies come to you? I mean, again, I see you, you, Stefan, as the individual of, and heading up Agda as an important person to help show people this is how you go forward in these troubled times. So how do you, how, how does Ogden Energy position itself? What are you doing with IKEA? How do you help in these companies to do to to build this renewable future that's being overhyped, but you're actually making a reality? Can you explain that? Yes, I can. I think that um, what we have seen the last years in the energy market is that a lot of the competences that we actually have had in our group for a number of years, uh, how to manage the grid, uh, how to manage renewable energy, how to help customers being sustainable. That has now really been demanded uh, also from the business side. So what we try to do is being a customer centric company close to the big uh, corporates, uh, especially mainly in the Nordics, but also in, in, uh, in Europe, trying to help them to, to build sustainable solutions. And, uh, and in the Nordics, we are working together and having uh, uh, deliveries to, to Tesla, to IKEA, to DNB, to Carlsberg, uh, through our brand Antelios, which is uh, wholly owned by, by Agda Energy. And we are also partnering with, um, with a lot of tech companies. One, of your, uh, one example is uh, Microsoft, your competitor, who, who we have now developed a new marketplace to, to, to regulate the grid. Uh, and uh, we are now piloting that in in a lot of countries in Europe, in for example Sweden and the UK. Um, so so we think that uh, what we have uh, learned uh, through our business the last hundred years is now demanded from a lot of new players, and that's why we can play a role. So it's of course a lot of innovation, but it also to to understand that we now have competencies that are more relevant for for uh, for other companies as well you 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 um made a statement before that and you said it again now that the confidence of what your employees have built in the past is more relevant now a lot of companies are saying how do we retool how do we reskill people for the future and you've already you're already doing it but but you're not reskilling you just see that your people who have all this expertise from before can easily transition it to the future. How do you manage a culture like that? How did you develop a culture like that? I, that? It's a tough management task because I think you have to do both. We also have to develop new talents within artificial intelligence, in data analytics, and a lot of the areas that other companies work with as well. But what I see as our maybe main competitive advantage Mm -hmm. is a lot of the competence that we already have built. And I think that then it's very important to also talk about that because it's it's easy in a company culture that if the CEO only talks about all these new <laughs> competences that need to bring in, yeah. that can also lead to, to other employees feeling that they don't have the same worth. 
So absolutely also, insecurity and all that. Yeah, that's true. Mm -hmm. to, to talk yep. about the to talk about the domain competences that we have and the importance of that, and of course helping them also to 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 use and develop themselves in new areas. That's that's an important part of it, uh, and that that this is a this is a culture challenge that I would say never is solved. So so you just have to 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 work with it all the time. How, how old or how young is Agda Energy as a corporation? Uh, we built uh, we built our first power station more than a hundred years ago. <laughs> okay, <laughs> and and but of course we have done uh, mergers and acquisitions and a lot of things during those years. But we we have long traditions in uh, in producing renewable energy and managing managing energy. Yeah, and where I'm going with that is, and that's great that you gave me that that answer, is that um, I'm trying to debunk this whole methodology that people have. That is that a company that is 100 years old is like uh, trying to turn the Titanic, very hard to shift and turn around. But you're over 100 years old, and you're centered. You're at the center of the the the, the target when it comes to renewable, when it comes to climate change. Um, I'm I'm just massively impressed, and I think that has to be driven by the culture of the company. Has the culture of your company always been that way? Do you have a culture program? How do you how how does management see culture at Oct Energy? I think we have worked, and and my predecessor as well. We worked uh, a lot to to work with the manager to to kind of transform uh, management capabilities and see all their employees and being. Um, what we call transformational leaders, uh, a value having a, a value based focus on our, on our employees. Um, but of course, as in every every organization, we have differences in our group. Uh, and, <laughs> no, and, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> so, so this is const, constant work to 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 make that happen. But but I I really feel that that also this COVID crisis have shown that we we can. We can change the way we work just in this. We did it in a, one afternoon, the 12th of March. <laughs> Everybody was at home and everything worked as it should. And we are still uh, making new customers, new products, working with new business developments. Um, and I think do, maybe because of that. How do, you do, how do you do the innovation? How do you keep things going? Do you have uh, coffee breaks? Do you do things over Zoom or WebEx? I don't know. How do you keep it going to, to keep the employees feeling close to one another and keeping the company innovative during the time of COVID? Ah, uh, that's a good question. I, I, I also think here that there are differences in the in in the different parts of the group. I think that in our the customer centric part of uh, of our business, they are working closely with the customers. Um, I have myself, and that has actually been. Uh, an interesting uh, learning from this process. I have had digital coffee cups with the more than seventy employees in Agdanagi. Uh, and you <laughs> does know, your, does your wife know? <laughs> <laughs> she knows because she constantly asks me why I have these short uh, uh -huh. shorts all the time. Uh -huh. huh? You have so many excuses, huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's true. Right up. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> But what you learn from that, and I think that that has uh, that has also taken me closer to the employees. Uh, yeah. 
communication happens more often from the CEO now than it did before. I have, I send out the video every around every second week, maybe even even more often to all the employees in the group where I sit in my chair. I did that from home. Uh, you know, they they see that I'm I'm just a normal person like them. Um, there you go. There being a father, having children running around, asking me questions when I'm in the when I have meetings. I think that's a good thing. Uh, so, so, uh, and that takes down the the hierarchies that we. I don't think we've had them so strong, but I think people in the organization are feeling them still. So, uh, I there are learnings from this process that we we really need to take with us when we we come on the other side of the, of the COVID. I, th- I think it's fantastic you're saying that. Because there are so many companies out there that uh, the CEOs or at least the executives, uh, they emphasize the fact that they're an executive and they have to be seen that way. And you know, here you are saying it's, you're 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 dating seventy virtual people at a time, <laughs> uh, and uh, you you you're you're seeing you're letting people see you for who you are, mm. and your company's growing, and you're being as innovative as ever. I think that's a great lesson for a lot of leaders out there. Um, let's talk about innovation. How do you remain innovative? Do you have innovative? Do you have Do you have an innovative group in Arctic Energy? We, I would say, we we uh, we do both. We we have. I think most focus on innovation should be very close to the business. So we are doing that. We're using uh, new programs for AI in our great company. In order to detect uh, detect disturbances, to we have more than twenty two thousand kilometers of grid, uh, and mm. inspect them via drone or a helicopter, and then send uh, send in the pictures. Having artificial intelligence, machine learning to find uh, def- deficiencies in the grid. Uh, at the same time, we have also a, we have a corporate venture team. Uh, they are in a in a in a function centrally where we also have change agents uh, working on uh, with the incubators and early phase investments like the the gigafactory started there yeah. um, and uh, and also the the cooperation we had with uh, Microsoft is there um, so so a combination of, of uh, both investing starting new companies having change agents but also a strong focus that I think that uh, a lot of the innovation shall, shall ha- should happen very, very close to the business. And that's so. So let's make it very clear for everybody, because one of the things is that everybody's asking, how do I put innovation in my company? Should I have an innovation group or should I try to make innovation part of the culture overall? And what you're saying, and correct me if I'm wrong, that you have innovation built into your culture overall, but you have certain innovation, innovative people. Or what was the word you called it? I'm sorry, you called it. We, we um, call them change agents. Change agents, exactly. <laughs> Both from they... from the group, but also in in the different uh, parts of the of the businesses that we have. And are they designated change agents, or did they just mature into it, or that's just the way they were born, or how how do we, what is a change agent in your in, in innovation? Normally, they would if they're in our business, they would have a task there to. Uh, uh, and and an employee working with a with an area in that business, but together with that, we have trained them to to be able to facilitate the management team, to facilitate groups, uh, to work with uh, with uh, with different tools, both from lean and uh, and agile working, so that they can take that into the 
uh, actually the, the the groups that they are part of um, and and constantly developing uh, new products in our in our different parts the, diff- the different units is it the change agent that brings the new idea that says hey i've identified a new idea or can anybody come up with a great new idea i hope that anybody can come up with a new great idea uh, but probably to be honest there are also differences of course in cultures but uh, that's my hope and that's what i work uh, hard with to to make our employees understand that we want all the good ideas that uh, that we think also often are most valuable when they come from people who are part of the business yeah what um how many employees are in Ogda energy uh, around a thousand around a thousand it's, it's very impressive what you've done. Um, I just want to ask you some questions now. Uh, I want you to just talk from you as a leader, you as a CEO to other CEOs out there as well. Because um, as, as we were talking before we went live, you know, these are difficult times. And a lot of leaders are struggling. What advice do you have for them? And again, I'm not paying you as a perfect person, Stefan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm sure your kids think you are. At least they're young enough to still think you are. Mine's are old enough to know I'm not. <laughs> but um, what advice do you have for leaders who aren't at the center of the the, the, the target, the hub, right? Their, their, their business is not there. Um, they're struggling. And they want to make it through these times. Do you have a powerful motivational statement for them because right now they're listening to your podcast, they're listening to you, and I believe that they would really appreciate something from you. Do you have something for them? Maybe I don't know if it's that motivating, but my my advice, and I hope that the employees in Agdanagi feel just that, is that they should be very honest about the situation that they're in. Uh, be transparent about the... Uh, the struggles that they have inside themselves, probably, <laughs> to, wow. to find the right solutions uh, for the future, and uh, and then invite in uh, different parts of the organization to give them advice, so that they also feel that they are involved in finding the solutions for the future. So you're saying in your company you don't fake it till you make it. You actually have when there are issues, you want people to openly talk about it. That's what I'm working on, yes, to, to try cr- to create that culture about uh, ar- around openness and transparency. And, and we're working with a new group strategy now, and we've tried also there to set up uh, different groups with uh, both youngsters, very senior people, uh, the, uh, the, uh, uh, the unions, and they have given advice into the board and the executive team what they see as the most important for the future. And that has been very, very valuable for us. And how, how is it working with the millennials? I love asking that. <laughs> they are some different group of people. Um, how, how is that within the Ogden energy with these uh, very different young people who are, yeah, their minds someplace else? Yeah, I like it a lot because they are, they are bringing in new perspectives, you know, so they, uh, and they are not, I think it's important to acknowledge that we need, uh, when when you try to find a new solutions, you need um, kind of solutions from different places to find the right balance. And uh, and the young people, of course, they are, they are very, very motivated uh, around our uh, sustainable future, how we can build a sustainable company. Uh, 
Uh, and I think that uh, to, to invite them in uh, increases our possibilities to be what I called in the start a future-proof company because they are the future. Uh, but then at the same time, we need to, to, and they need to understand that what we do is a, it's a complex business and we need the experienced people and we need the engineers that has been here for 30, 40 years because they are the ones really understanding the energy exactly. system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> but it's a lot of fun as well, and they're giving me a lot of clear, clear advices. You know, from their, the, from okay. their perspectives. <laughs> I'm going to challenge you on that one. Has any millennial come up to you directly and says, "Hey, Mr. CEO, you you should do this things this way, this way, this way." Has anybody done that to you? Uh, to, today it's uh, today is Tuesday. It was on Friday. <laughs> one, one of our, uh, one of our younger, actually, he's he's already made it to a manager. He came into my office, closed the door, and uh -oh. gave me some very very clear messages uh, around uh, a decision that I was uh, had taken that he didn't agree with at all. And we we had a very good and positive conversation around that. <laughs> okay, I I gotta ask more. Did he have an appointment with you? He did. He did ask. Not not scheduled from my side. No. He he asked my uh, personal assistant when I had ten minutes, and he came. Yeah, and and this is this is this is fantastic, Stefan. This is great. What everybody out there should be understanding is this: Agda Energy is like a rocket ship taking off into this future of renewable energies, positioning itself for growth and everything. The CEO Stefan has a true open door policy such that these young, fantastic millennials can come in and tell them exactly what they think about strategic decisions that Stefan's made, and Stefan is open to it. Do you want to be and get to that future that you dream your company to be? During this podcast, I truly have heard, and I think you've heard, that Stefan is giving you a roadmap as a leader how to do that, and also has provided a lot of great details about Ogder, what they do, how they do it, their culture, technology. Um, Stefan, I'm, I'm trying to wrap things up, but again, I am, I'm really impressed. I think you're a great role model for everybody out there. Um, is there any last words or messages you would like to give everybody, especially when I say everybody, other leaders, other people out there who are saying, you know, um, maybe how can we work with Ogden? How could can can I, can we contact you, Stefan, and have a discussion? Or I don't know. The floor is yours, Stefan. Of course, uh, we are always open to discuss how we can work together in partnership. I think the future uh, will be a lot about making new alliances in not inside the business areas that you're in today, but outside to work together with new partners in other industries to create new sustainable solutions for the future. Uh, and I think also we have to, we have, of course, to have a realistic uh, view about the situation today. But uh, to stay safe, uh, do take the decisions that are needed, of course, but also to, to stay positive and, and have a, a belief that the future will be a better place and do whatever we can to, to create that better place for my teenagers and your teenagers. That is a, that is a very good motivation for me. <laughs> <laughs> I think you said it very well. Stefan, 
Steverson, CEO of Ogda Energy. Thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I, I think, you know, Stefan is, uh, I'll, I'll talk for being an American living here in Norway. Norwegians are very open and Stefan is a very wonderful example of how to be a leader and how uh, fantastic Norwegian leaders lead their companies to success. And I'm sure Stefan would appreciate it if any of you wanted to reach out to him and his people, please do so. That's the way they, as we say in the United States, that's how they roll <laughs> in Norway. Stefan, thank you so much. Uh, really appreciated it, having you coming on to the podcast. Thank you so much for inviting me. Everyone, take care. Um, we are on the podcast on Spotify. iTunes is everywhere. And please uh, reach out to Stefan and Agda Energy. And if you're ever in southern Norway, or specifically in Grimstad, is where Stefan lives, go visit him at his house. <laughs> you see, he's Norwegian. Just come on. You get coffee's always on pot waiting for you. Take care, everybody. Till the next time, next episode, this is Thomas Anglero. Be safe. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you.